Welcome to Here Come the Sequels, a full spoiler podcast where we take a look at popular film franchises one movie at a time. I'm Tyler. And I'm currently sitting at a 24% critic score on Rotten Tomatoes. And we'll see how that holds up over the weekend. Three more points, baby! Get us above Batman v Superman! Don't watch Dark Phoenix, I guess? I mean, I'm Alex. And I don't have a call to action, uh, or, or a points rating. I'm Britain. <laughs> Guys, I'm just, trying to, I'm just trying to live and let live over here. Something I don't think this movie is really all about. <laughs> what, what, are we, what, are we, what are we talking about this week, Tyler? We're starting a new franchise, I believe. Oh I believe we're God. talking about Diamonds Are Forever. <laughs> uh, yes, we are talking about Live and Let Die. We're half starting a new franchise, half returning to a previous franchise. Yes, we are. Gotcha. Continuing the... It's still the longest as of right now, right? Longest. All the Bond movies. Longest franchise we've done, specifically. Yeah. So we are continuing this one that we... Uh, did not think we were capable of uh, just going in one go like we did with the MCU. <laughs> we <laughs> figured breaking it up would be wise. Yeah, and uh, once so again, to reiterate, um, the current plan is we're going to do the run of Roger Moore films. There's seven of those, and then the one non-official Sean Connery movie that's, that was just thrown in there. We're going to do that sure. as well. Um, and then we're going to do other things and then come back to Bond later. It's Whatever, it's fine. Um, I don't know, Tyler. Do we just want to start talking about the movie, or do we want to talk, talk about Roger Moore Bond, or compared to previous Bond? I don't. I don't know. Well, we can still do a. We can do a best and worst. All right. All right. We can keep things organized, and Britain can give his best and worst. I sure will. <laughs> uh, we sh- we should probably establish. Uh, yeah, before I haven't... we we forget yeah. to let you in on the joke. <laughs> I, I, I didn't watch the movie. Uh, it turns out the Bond movies are uh, apparently they are the Secret Service. You cannot find these movies. Uh, My conspiracy easily. theory is everyone in Hollywood knows that Bond twenty five is a disaster, so they're just hoping everybody forgets about James Bond through when that and, movie comes out. Um, and so they're they're slowly just removing it. Any 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 place where they used to have Bond, you know, Netflix, Amazon Prime, they just they're just taking it away. You know what? You know that that really checks out because I, I realize that the place they've taken them all is stars. So like, of course, no one's going to watch them. <laughs> it's stars. They might, honestly, if, it's, if they're on stars, they might not be real. That's very true. <laughs> I don't. I mean, I watched a season and a half of Black Sails. I don't think that's a real show. Um, it's like one of those, like, I'm not. I'm not going to. Go. I also want to put a pin in that. Clarify real quick: Are we talking about the Live and Let Die Roger Moore 1973 film, or Live and Let Die the 1988 computer game based on uh, the computer game? Okay, cool. Because <laughs> now all I can think about is this video game. Oh, is this is this a sequel to our discussion, or dare I say, my discussion on uh, Chaos Island: The Lost World of Jurassic Park, <laughs> the best computer CD-ROM game ever made? Uh, but yeah, I, I don't have a uh, a best and worst proper, but uh, well, well we're I actually, do now. You know, it's it's unfortunate that you weren't able to watch the movie in that. that oh, I, I really are, did want to. These well, movies so, are and, impossible and should, to get access to now. Yeah, I was going to say we should explain that because of that. Uh, the reason somehow, we still have Britain on, see, and the reason we think it'll be yes. fun, is because with the Roger Moore movies, there is a distinct 
distinct, and I think Tyler will agree with me, distinct drop in the plot actually mattering mm-hmm. for these movies. So I think it will be amusing for Tyler and myself to attempt to explain each of these plots to to Britain when he hasn't and seen this them. And this is specifically going to be a Roger Moore era Bond thing. We might we might bring it back for the later ones. This is not gonna we're not going to mix up the format of like actual movies <laughs> or maybe Britain will um, actually watch some of them i don't know yeah, sure we, we if we we'll see how this one goes and kind of go from there the one um, where they go into space i think britain needs to watch okay. um okay this game was released on my birthday i don't mean my birthday i mean <laughs> the day i was born we we couldn't have planned it, it more perfectly this okay i'm looking at an image on google right now uh, there's a lot of... Uh, it, apparently, you're just, like, driving a boat the whole movie. It looks like the opening uh, level of the... Uh, that's about that's about what the movie is. I think is, it was a New Hope. The New Hope video game. But there's a, a sassy sheriff um, from, like, a small town with aviators. Sheriff? Who's, is it, oh, Tyler, it is, is, it, is it Sheriff J.W. Pepper of the Louisiana State Police? It is! It is. And he's, he's sassy, Pepper. and he's saying... Swear word, boy, that darn Mr. Bond been at it again. He done and wrecked 12 of my brand new, new spelled N-O-O. Uh, brand new police cars broke all the speed laws of this county, and now he's causing mayhem in that boat of his. If I, A-H, catch any of you boys or gals following his exam hyphen pull now, you better be watching, yo, swear word. Shoot. Britain, I don't think you understand... How well you just got the accent of the actual <laughs> movie character that that is based on. I, I, I feel like I, I, I the spirit over. of Sheriff J.W. Pepper of the Louisiana State Police just like it just came out of nowhere. I just That's amazing. I really can't uh, overemphasize on this day uh, in October 1988. <laughs> two things happened. Literally, only two things happened. Mm-hmm. I was born and came into the world to do all my grim work. Mm-hmm. I have mm-hmm. to save a hundred souls. Um, and beyond and also, podcast. people got to start playing. <laughs> yes, and people st- got to start playing this video game. <laughs> I'm extremely Britain, happy. About I this. think we can officially say "Live and Let Die" is your birthright. I think it, mm-hmm. I, I, have to, I have to find it now. The computer game, exactly. The computer game. I must never see the film. Alex, what is your best and worst thing about "Live and Let Die"? Well, first, "Live and Let Die" from 1973, as Britain mentioned. Kind of earlier, um, directed by your Guy best Han- thing is whichever of these scores is higher, and your Correct. worst thing is whichever is lower. Correct. Um, uh, directed by Guy Hamilton, who did Goldfinger, Diamonds Are Forever, mm. this film, and then the next one, Man with the Golden Gun. That checks out. <laughs> it, yes, it does. Um, it has a sixty-seven percent critic score on Rotten Tomatoes and a sixty-five percent audience score. Um, God, what. I'll start with my worst thing, and then I'll I'll I'll, I'll move back into best thing, um, mostly because I don't actually know what my best thing is. Ah! No, 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 I do know what my best thing is. I'm, I'm sw- All right, we're All switching right. back around to the normal format of best thing, then worst thing. Um, my best thing is going to be the entire sequence with the crocodiles, or are they alligators, or is it both? I okay. think it's both. My understanding is that we, we are introduced to both animals. Because I believe Teehee points out, like, oh, those ones with the with the yes. round noses, those are whichever one. I don't actually know science. <laughs> um, but that whole sequence is actually pretty terrifying, and that feels... It, it's not 
from what I remember of the Live and Let Die novel, and I, I, I can explain a little bit of the differences between the book and the movie um, later on, because Ian Fleming uh, didn't like anyone that was a white, English, heterosexual man. <laughs> we'll get into that. Uh, but the the whole sequence when they're like, you know, they're showing Bond this whole area in the bayou and that they're feeding the crocodiles and the alligators to help build up tension. And then they just leave Bond stranded on that little bit of rock. Mm-hmm. And then he has to, to be very crafty and he has to jump on top of all the, the alligators to get out. Like, I, I like all that. that. That was a lot of fun and that, that felt very Bond to me without feeling too cartoony. Like, it was right on the edge, but I, I feel like it, it, it had a nice balance. Um worst thing is going to be just how inconsequential this plot is. Like, <laughs> it is just the most nothing burger of a plot. Like, nothing burger. Like, nothing bur- <laughs> like, Alex, nothing burger is your favorite food. <laughs> I've been to eat with you, and you say... Literally a burger with nothing on yeah. it. Yeah. See, see, Britain, I like to eat it, I just don't like to watch it. Bond is his favorite franchise. <laughs> so, yeah. I, like, I like the alternative there where you order a burger and just take it in with your eyes and just look at it. And then somehow it gets eaten. Yeah, like, it, just, just, it just dematerializes. <laughs> I've been to dinner with Alex, and he does go... He looks at the, the waiter as, as though it were a challenge to them. He says, no ketchup, no mustard. No cheese. It's the... No, 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 I don't. And the waiter will be like, "Well, oh sure, so just just a burger and do you do you don't do lettuce and tomato, do you?" I don't think he does lettuce and tomato. <laughs> yeah, and Brett, okay, lettuce and tomato, and we're, we're going to get into my eating habits now when I go he's to doing... a, a restaurant like like a steak and shake or something. <laughs> he's doing he's he's doing the uh, the the Avengers and in Endgame. It's like no lettuce. <laughs> No second chance. <laughs> and and then he gives the the waiter a look as though they know, and they, they do. They do, and they, they do. do. And then he gets his food, and it's a lot, it's a fun time. <laughs> and then he eats it with his eyes, <laughs> much like he devours films with his eyes. Yep. No, the, the he uses his mouth. The, now that's that is the weird <laughs> thing. Watching a movie with Alex is a lot stranger. <laughs> when he just tries to like vacuum up. So oh, this dear. is a tangent we went to. It sure is. What, what, say... what do you expect me to say to any of that? Uh, I expect you to tell us uh, or elaborate on your worst thing. No, the, the correct answer was uh, talk, I expect you to die. Sure. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, the, this this plot is nothing. Like, I, uh, it's It's all about Mr. Big, who isn't actually Mr. Big. It's it's <laughs> Kananga. Yafit Koda's character, he plays two different Correct. people. One of them is like a fake alias of like oh, I'm this secret underground kingpin mob boss type in Harlem called Mr. Big. And the other one is Kananga. He's in charge of like this, this small remote country in the Caribbean. But it's all no. about he's trying to ship heroin over to the U.S. to get like a whole like it's super heroin or something, right, Tyler? And he's like trying to get a <laughs> like whole bunch Marvel. of people I, addicted. I have no idea no, no, what no. the end game is. My like we get to was... the end of the movie and it's not like oh the bomb's about to go off. I've got to defuse the thing. It's literally just he's gonna kill the girl and then mm-hmm. I guess the movie's over. <laughs> My understanding was that it was not particularly. I mean, it's seen, I'm sure it's high quality heroin. I don't know. You know. <laughs> Um, but my understanding was that the idea uh, was that he was going to just give away all this heroin, 
and it was just going to like blow up the heroin economy <laughs> um and like like the other you know kind of kind of heroin uh, kingpins were going to be like what in the world is going on here and, and lose their minds and somehow they were just going to like fall apart because uh, there's like too much heroin that's like for free so they got to like I guess cut their yeah, prices yeah, yeah. Or, and, and so the, the idea was that they would all crumble and then he'd become the heroin king that's an interesting plot for a Bond villain by interesting I mean I feel like the very few Bond movies I've seen it's usually a much larger scale sure world domination or blowing up a thing or whatever that is and one thing I will is... say it does feel a bit kind of like they're going back to even Dr. No there are several mm-hmm. things that reminded me oddly of, of going yes. back to Dr. No um, which which overall is, is a much smaller scale just Bond goes on a, on a mission to stop a guy right yeah and, and it's cool that it sounds like they actually thought, okay, well, if we're going to do he's a drug kingpin, what's a what's a take yep. on that? Yep. What's a thing for him to be doing that's not just, i got to sell I, a I, lot I of I thought this. that was an interesting... It, so, it still is not particularly... Of course, we'll, yeah. we'll get into the plot. I, so I, I, I did not remember what the end game was. <laughs> All I knew is that it involved heroin. Like, I, <laughs> I could clarify, not remember. And I, I am a Bond it's a fan. Yeah. It's a very quick scene. To, to clarify, does, so does Yafit Koto play two characters like Johnny Depp and Before Night Falls or does he play one character who has different aliases one character with different aliases okay. there's literally he literally covers oh, himself okay. like, Mr. In like, like Mr. Big and Kananga are the same yeah so yes. this was an interesting thing that I was very concerned about yeah um, and he shows up you had every and, right to be <laughs> and he shows up and it's this man very clear prosthetics mm. an African American man right just extremely like like it was not clear who was underneath <laughs> the prosthetics. His face looked rubbery. And so I had many concerns <laughs> about where we were going with this. <laughs> I was like, did Alex not tell me that there's a blackface in this Bond movie? <laughs> um, but it is, It is. Uh, yes, the, uh, what, no, what's his name? Sorry. Um, it, it's it's uh, Kananga. Like it's well, Yafikota's yes, but... character, and, and no, like he yeah. literally just rips it off. I'm like, oh, it's the other guy who I thought was the bad guy. Like <laughs> so, it's okay, it's so yeah. So it would be like if yeah, okay, I, I think <laughs> that he was that Kanengo was wearing a disguise yes. to be Mr. Big. Yes, yes. and so it. and that was like his intimidation role, like a Barty was, Crouch. Because the idea is that Kanenga is yeah, sure. The idea is that Kanenga is like a a bit of a. Um, like like diplomat, sort okay. of guy. like he's sort of he's a, just a government like, guy. He's just, he yeah. he's like he goes to UN things like yes. like big meetings where where sure. he just kind of listens into whatever the conversation is, and he's just kind of speaking for his island. <clears throat> okay, out in the Caribbean. Um, gotcha. Okay, yeah. that makes sense. Because I want to get into the plot pretty quickly, I'm going to be quick about. <laughs> I'm going to be quick about my my. Uh, I didn't hate this movie, by the way. No, in, I didn't. I actually in terms of the grand scale of Bond movies, I think this is like somewhere right in the middle. Sure, sure. Maybe a little higher, based on my, based on my experience. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Um, you only live twice. Still, the worst Bond movie ever made. The uh, my my best thing is definitely Roger Moore. Um, yeah, take that's that's I, probably the biggest thing we need to cover is just how we feel about his yes. interpretation of Bond. I think he fits this direction of Bond better than Sean Connery. Yeah, I, I, I when like it gets goofy and okay. funny and Bond's got one-liners, He's... nobody does that better than Roger Moore. Much like... Nobody does it better. Exactly. Mm-hmm. M- much like this movie, he is 
extremely just bold and confident in doing all this like real dumb stuff. Like he's, but, but he's he, 100- he does this thing where he's not quite winking at the audience. Like no. it's almost there where he's like, we know what this movie is. Like he's very self-aware and aloof, which mm-hmm. really helps sell the ridiculousness. Yes. I think there's a I, – I can't for the life of me remember. I think I was watching – oh, uh, this is not very much like Bond, but bear with me. I was watching Bye Bye Birdie, which is a musical from like the early 60s, late 50s. Mm-hmm. It's a completely – Ridiculous! It's so silly and weird, but it has just enough sincerity that I was like, we could never make this movie this way today because we would be so ironic and we'd be making fun of it. Mm -hmm. This movie is totally in on the joke. Or so tone deaf. Exactly. (laughs) And this movie was was very in on the joke. But I I, I get a similar sense of what, from that, what you guys were talking about with Marjorie Moore, where it's like, he he understands it, but he's genuinely doing it. Yes. There's there's some sincerity. Because there's sincerity in Bye Bye Birdie that I was like, even though they are and, making fun of themselves, there is still something genuine to it mm-hmm. that, that that carries it even further. I think. Right. I've only I've only I did see For Your Eyes Only. That's a Roger Moore. Yes, that one, is right? okay. That is the one that attempts to be more serious and grounded for mm-hmm. Roger Moore Bond and with like the skiing and stuff. Yes. Okay. And so Charles Dance is in that movie, Tyler. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I, I, Sounds good. Oh, that was, like, one we have a way. precedent. Cast him as Blofeld. <laughs> Is that where they have he picks him up with the helicopter and drops him into the smokestack? Yes, that is when he okay. fake kills that's not it. Blofeld at the beginning of the movie because we can't mention Spectre or Blofeld because legal yeah. issues. Sure, because I remember seeing that one. I remember enjoying it. I remember enjoying Roger Moore because I was like, I'm watching a man who is definitely not a young man. Mm-hmm. And not like the movie trying to pass him off as one, but like, and he's doing all this cool stuff. I'm like, yeah, I'm into that. All mm-hmm. right. Thanks, old, old man. It gets worse in a couple of movies when they just, like, they don't even attempt to hide when his when it's his stunt double. Sure. <laughs> I want them to just recast his stunt double as him at some point. <laughs> so like... I, I feel like we should consider doing a live commentary track for A View to a Kill, which is his last movie, because Christopher Walken is the villain, and he plays, <gasps> like, a genetic super soldier who is sure. created by a Nazi scientist. Sure. And the whole first half of the movie takes place at like a, a horse racing place. Mm-hmm. And it ends with a, with a giant Zeppelin above uh, the Golden Gate Bridge. And it's bizarre and terrible and I love it. So you've made me, you made me think that I'm not supposed to take this seriously but like based on your tone. But what you're saying makes me want to makes me very excited about the, pro- the thought of analyzing this movie. Same. Nah. We're fine. So, so what was your worst thing? Your best so, thing is Roger yeah, Moore. My worst thing is just that it's too long. It, ju- it just... It my, just peren- my, my perennial opinion about Bond movies. <laughs> yeah, it, How? Just, it just keeps going. Okay, it's uh, right at about two hours. Okay. Yeah, and, and it just... There, because there is no plot, it's like, okay, I get... Like, I'm enjoying myself, but I, I get it. <laughs> yeah. Sure. <laughs> well, it's just weird because it's one of those things where the Bond movies quickly, like when it, when they stop having like a plot that actually matters, and they're just a series of scenes and things that happen, then it's very easy for them to just kind of just mount on top of each other of just like nonsense on top of nonsense, mm-hmm. and then there's a whole bunch of redundancies. Like there's a middle part 
where Bond is like on this island that Kananga has, and he gets captured. Or well, no, no, no. He's it, it's the island, and then also New Orleans. Um, but they're, they're shot in like very similar locations. Like it, the environments don't look very different. Um, or at least I didn't think so. Uh, but there's just like a couple of parts in the middle where he gets captured, and I'm just like, you combine them. <laughs> combine them. Yeah. yeah. And it's it's not the kind of thing either where, like, by the end, I necessarily wasn't... Like, the, the things... Thinking about each scene individually, I'm like, man, that was great. Uh, in a... Not a way I would normally use great. <laughs> right. <laughs> but, uh, like, just the, the overall drag of, of the experience. Like, there are things from the end of the movie that I'm like, oh, man, I, I'm, I, I love that that happened. Like, that's, that's, that's going to stick with me because that was just, like, a ridiculous, hilarious scene. Um, but, like... Overall, it does. It's like we we need to get out of here. <laughs> like that's enough of that, right? Um, so the plot. Um, so here's what I think this movie's about. All right, okay, so good I luck. I looked at a few IMDb screenshots, and I've read the title, and I've mm-hmm. seen photos from the game. Quick, can you from memory? Can you remember the title? Live and let die. Okay, which good, sounds good, like good. if good. The Simpsons were making a James Bond parody sure. movie. You know, and and the uh, the announcer would be like, "Live and let die," and then die would like smack onto the screen in like red <laughs> font. Um, I think this movie is about an old old man who is going to the south. Maybe there's like like he could go into a conference or like a costume party. Sure. No, no, he's going to. A, I think he goes to a conference, but there's also a masquerade reception. Where he meets Jane Seymour, who's always got a fun eyeshadow happening, mm-hmm. and he has to go, and then they fall in love, and he takes her to the zoo, where he falls into the alligator pit, and so a big man has to take a speedboat to get him out of it. You pretty much nailed it. Cool. I, I also want to real quick. We uh, don't need to even talk for the rest of the episode. We're done. <laughs> I want to read a quote from. Clifton James. Clifton James. Sheriff uh, J.W. Pepper of the Louisiana State Police. Who shows up as, in the next movie? Good. Tyler. He is, he is described mm-hmm. as, bl- as a blustery, stocky, loud, although often genial character actor. Uh, here's sure. a quote on quote, uh, parentheses on redneck sheriffs. I noticed they love their stomachs. They stick them out. They're really proud of their stomachs. <laughs> yeah, we'll... we'll We'll this character to, work. We'll get to Sheriff J.W. Pepper of the Louisiana State Police. I, <laughs> Does he love his stomach? I, I have, I sure. have many things to say about him. So this is what I so, think. So what is the movie actually about? So we, Bond, open, we open smash cut. Well, we open, it starts with a bunch of, I guess they're all British agents, dying in various locations. <gasps> so there's a guy standing in Harlem, and there's like a huge parade going on. Yes. And so he's like, it's just the one lone white guy standing in Harlem, and there's this huge uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. parade of African Mathers. Well, no, 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 it's 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 more. It's actually like pretty interesting because it is it's a funeral mm. parade that they're. doing. Oh, that's right. It starts right. off as a funeral, right? Right. Yeah, right. And so they're they're marching along, and like it's and it's this, this interesting. Like I I don't know exactly like how accurate this would be to something sure. but it's it's like the idea is that it's this, this funeral parade, and they're all they're all marching in like a, a somber 
thing, like yeah. somber kind of dirge, yeah. and then they they break into dance is like a celebration. Mm. Sure, it's very sure. interesting. I don't I don't know if that's but they they, thing, they but break that's... into celebration after the guy gets knifed and they they like stick the coffin over him and then like takes well him they up. they break I thought yeah basically and so it, well because the guy is like oh well who's who's the the um or who died or whatever like he's who passed away and then because some some guy walks up to him as he's standing there watching this parade and then the guy's like you and then like stabs him or whatever and then like and we're dealing ah! with movie logic where you get stabbed in the side and you're immediately dead and you don't like scream out loud or anything mm-hmm. it was really pointy really pointy it was really pointy yeah <laughs> was that um, par- apparently on the set of uh, Return of the King or I guess it's Lord of the Rings when Saruman uh, dies and mm-hmm. he's impaled mm-hmm. apparently mm-hmm. Christopher Lee went up to Peter Jackson because he heard some of the, the, the sound effects they were going to do before he goes oh that's not what it sounds like when a man gets stabbed because Christopher <laughs> yeah. Lee yeah. was like a black ops like yes. agent yes yes, uh, which is amazing and then he was <laughs> in the man with the golden gun no he was in the lo- <laughs> no first he was in the man with the golden gun then he was no then he was okay, so I think you're mixed up <laughs> oh he's a, he's, so, a, he's a time walker so they're at this funeral Agent then there's a stab. Ah, oh uh, no. This scene is like 30 seconds, by the way. We should yes, not we, spend this much time on it. Oh, no, no. It's going to take four hours for us to explain the plot of a two-hour movie. So Agent, Agent um, 1, he's down. He's dead. We don't, he just, he's gone. And then um, we've got the the, uh, the British Assembly of People, or is it is it Parliament? United Nations? I don't or? remember. It's some kind of... Uh, international of, government and, gathering gotcha. type thing, and 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 then this 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 guy is like the British. Is it the British dude? British British representative? Yeah, I think, I think so. he he just like collapses, and I don't even remember where this plotline ends up going. I think maybe they're investigating how who killed him, but like he collapses, and like there's still a guy like talking. Is it Kananga who's talking? I don't remember. Something like that. No, no, um, I think Kananga's just there listening. I, I think the idea is just, like, they're able to, like, secretly kill him using right. sound. and so they kill him, and then, like, all, everyone else around them is just sort of like, huh, is that, is that guy dead? Should we yeah. check that out? We, and uh, then on Kananga's island, they're sacrificing a third English guy, and it's, yeah. like, a weird voodoo cult death thing. Yes. And they've got a guy wearing, like, a fur shawl over his head or whatever mm-hmm. and he's got like a snake and the snake bites the guy and it's it's verging on racist caricatures I'm not sure I mean it, it sounds like it <laughs> <laughs> so uh so then uh you know I, I'm gonna be honest I, I was surprised the book is far more racist so exactly. I, I'm I'm it's hard for me to kind of have a baseline of what to expect in terms was, of how offensive this is. I was surprised the, the, by the fact that it really was not as bad as I was expecting. Mm. Like, I was expecting it to be extremely offensive. It's not... It could be much worse. Sure, sure. It could be much worse. Yeah. Especially for a movie made... When was it? 70... What? 73. 73. Well, I, I think, like we've talked about with the, a lot of the Rod, or the Sean Connery Bond movies, I think they've done a at least half-decent job at treading their their, you know you know keeping firm ground on on those types of issues however early on in this movie um roger moore gets in a taxi he pays the guy he he's 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 trying to follow uh some some peeps we we can explain why i just need i need to get this out i need to explain why this (laughs) happened or like what this scene was he's following a guy he's he's in a taxi and he tells us and he's like hey 
give you twenty bucks, and you can you know make sure you stay on on their trail. And this dude, he's he's this this African American man with with uh, he's got very very like seventies like sure. kind of stereotypical haircut going yeah, on yeah, yeah, yeah. that sort of thing. And he goes, "You give me twenty dollars." I'll take you to the Ku Klux Klan party. Whoa! <laughs> I think they call Bond a honky a couple times too. Multiple times, yeah. often, quite often. Um, and also, just <laughs> considering how ridiculous this movie is, wow. just the fact that all right, all, all of your 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 English white guys have died going to these these locations that are heavily populated with with mm-hmm. African Americans. Right, Let's right. send another pasty white guy in. I'm sure nothing will go wrong. Which which is the best part is is Bond watching walking into like a like he walks into a Harlem bar (laughs) and everybody just stops and stares (laughs) at him like great spy work moron. (laughs) Um, and I will say the idea with that with that particular taxi driver because he has multiple other lines later. I, I don't remember that. Well, or, he shows uh, up again also. later on. He does, yes, in New Orleans. And like he, the idea he's, is he's, that, he's in Harlem and then he's in New Orleans. Yes, it's fine. The idea is that he is uh, just completely like trolling Bond the entire time. Okay. So it's not like completely. The idea like, is that Kanenga is completely up. connected yeah, so and the that every is, yes, yeah. pretty much all of but the characters still. that we see are working for him and they're always watching Bond, which makes okay. me wonder. All throughout this movie, and why the plot ultimately doesn't matter, why aren't they just killing Bond right now? Yeah, sure. I do like the idea of him running into a bunch of characters. Of again, the movie in my mind mm-hmm. from Miss Saigon, the movie in my mind. I like that he's meeting all these different characters who are broad or whatever, and then it turns out they were he, that he's been being spied on the entire time. Yes, it's kind of a cool. That's a cool idea. Yeah, like he's completely just like out of his element. Like when he gets right, he, right, he right. goes and they they sit him down at a table. And he's like, hey, I need to talk to Kanenga or or Mr. Big or whoever he's, yeah, he's looking yeah. for. And then uh, they're like, yeah, sure. And then or, and he's like, can I get you something to drink? And then uh, he um, he's like, yeah, the, I'll have. I don't. I don't think. Does he say the um, shaken not stirred thing? I don't think he does. No. I think it's just like some random other. He's like drink. a bourbon and water, and yeah. then it's like no ice. <laughs> yeah, and uh, and so the what guy cool the guy. guy grabs it um, and then stands him and watches him or whatever. And then uh, the table bond is sitting at turns and like spins behind a wall and the dude just drinks his the bourbon <laughs> like, i thought you were gonna like, say then the table turns into a person <laughs> like they just stand up haha it I was wish. me the whole time I um wish. the way they take out the villain is not that far off from that that's a little we'll get there we'll get there Alright, so it is one of the most time. bizarre villain deaths Enough I've of these ever tangents. seen. We gotta live and let die. So I forget how Bond gets on the trail of the people he gets on the trail of. Some sleuthing. Some sleuthing, probably. I think it's mainly work. just he's trying to track down, okay, here's where these people were, and here's yeah. where they were killed, so I'm gonna try and go to these locations. Yeah. Does he go to the voodoo place before or after that? I think it's before that? I don't remember. I think that may be how he finds it. I him. don't remember. It's not entirely clear. Um, he, he goes into a voodoo shop. Lots of voodoo okay. materials. And he tries to buy a, a large stuffed snake. And and he tells the lady to, to gift wrap it. And to like get her to go behind the counter, I guess. Mm. Yeah. And then so he can sneak behind the counter. Because he saw a dude that I guess looks suspicious. Yeah. Because he's racist, probably. I don't know. And and he, he's like, oh, I guess I'm gonna I'm gonna go. I mean, back if here. we're going by and, book bond, eh. <laughs> somehow somehow he finds he finds himself trailing this like in an, under, in an underground garage where he, he trails these people that he's trying to follow, and they they walk out. 
there's a lot of characters in this movie that it kind of just like expects you to get used to. It's okay. just like yeah, you, you you know this person. The the uh, is it is it Jane Jane Seymour? I don't actually yes. know which. She, she's the bomb girl. Is she, yes. Okay. So she. Um, Britain. I'm sorry to say. I knew she was in the movie. Or maybe I'm happy to say she's utterly gorgeous in every scene that she's in. She has nothing to do. Sure. Oh, she's still. I mean, you see that uh, she's always been beautiful. I mean, even nowadays, she's still a beautiful woman. So I, I believe it. I believe she, it. she is. You know, your personal preferences and everything. She. I think she's one of the most beautiful Bond girls. <laughs> sure. Um. But yeah, she's a she's a card lady. She has lots. She has like like what is it? Um, she has weird 007 branded cards. Did you notice that? I did not. The cards, like it's very bizarre, like font or whatever or styling. It they say 007 on there. I think it's fate. Um, she has what do you tarot 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 cards? Tarot. She's a tarot reader. Oh, tarot cards. Yeah. Tarot. 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 Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did we I say got there tarot? Eventually. I said I, said, I started Tarot, and then I knew that yeah, was not right. Tarot. But I knew if I said it, I would get to, uh, you know, probably yeah, yeah, because yeah, yeah. you are the only cultured one on this podcast, you would eventually get That's true. Thank you. That's I... true. <laughs> Do enjoy Nine at the Applebee's. <laughs> With his plain burger. Oh, oh, sir. <laughs> sir, sir. No. I, re- I, I demand cheese on my burger. <laughs> Demand cheese in my Applebee's. Um, what are you, some kind of monster? <laughs> no, I'm, so, I'm just a cultured man. Please continue. So, yeah, she has tarot cards. Tar- tar- I still can't pronounce it. <laughs> and uh, so she's 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 placing it down. It's the man is coming. Okay. He's, he's he's death. Oh, by the way, like she has supernatural powers, Britain. Yeah, like she, that's she, a thing in this. Suddenly, well, out of nowhere, in the Bond movies, that they're just like, "Yep, she has supernatural powers. All this voodoo well, cult stuff, it's real." It's. I don't even know really, how to explain Baron Samity at the end of this movie. Tyler. We'll get to it. We'll get to it. I'm I'm not entirely clear on what happened there. It's fine. Um, but but yes, yeah, she's using these cards. I mean, it's still it's sort of like within the this the realm of um, you know, like it, she could just be like have convinced herself that she has okay. that like there there's not really anything that is like oh that she clearly used supernatural powers but they to do that. don't do anything to be like oh this is all sure. just mind games like there's sure. nothing making the opposing argument about whether right. or not she's actually really supernatural or not the movie pretty much buys fully yeah she's got yeah. supernatural powers she can see like she, she her when she turns the card Although, she's predicting something you you say that but also like Bond completely just uses her, like he. We'll get into that. We'll get into that because that's that's there's there's some good plot stuff. That <laughs> might secretly be um, my worst thing in the movie. I, I the moment that you're talking about, I kind of hate. <laughs> just because it's a really sleazy move on Bond's yeah. part. It's a it's might. Considering all the Connery weirdness we've had, where he blackmails a lady for we, sex, yeah. I. This this is among one of the weirder moments for we, Bond. We still haven't hit Bond shoves a lady down. Did we discuss this, Britain, um, at any point before this, where Bond, there's in Goldfinger, Bond shoves a uh, subtextually gay woman onto pussy galore. Uh, a, onto yes, oh, yes. I didn't know she was coded as yes. gay. Uh, onto a pile of hay and begins forcing her down and kissing her until she kisses him back, and then the scene cuts. Because Bond logic dictates you kiss her until she likes it. Yes. I have never... um, The 60s were a different time, and so were the 70s. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. I I have heard 
these kind of jokes made about the Connery bond, I've never heard them corroborated. And I feel <laughs> oh, no, 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 they're <laughs> true. Uh, like, oh, I've, I've, I've never doubted them. I've, just, I've never Harrison had Harrison Ford like. going the Jedi, the Sith, the Sean Connery Bond sexually assaulting women. It's all true. It's <laughs> very true. <laughs> uh, so, I, Bond, he's trailing these people. They trap him. They get him turned around to a table. They, they He sees... Um, Oh yeah, he he sees Mr. Just, Big uh, well, with his weird latex that, he's face. He's openly flirting with Solitaire, and they're completely fine with it. Like they do nothing yeah, to stop yeah. him. I'm like, um, why would you? What's what? Because <laughs> so so we should say Solitaire, Jane Seymour. She is his or Kananga's like the reason he employs her or whatever, mm-hmm. keeps her around or traps her. It's real, it's really more yeah. kidnapping. She's a prisoner. Is, yes, is for the purpose of. Her predicting things for him. Okay, so that's what that's that's how that works. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. Um, and so then he's like, I don't, I don't care about this white dude. Kill him. But um, a a huge sticking point, and something that I, I'm glad the movie clarifies. Um, the only reason she still has her powers is because she is a virgin. So it's wow. it's not cool, man. Kananga so where has. Where do you think that's going, Britain? <laughs> yeah, really. But but the idea, like Kananga, hasn't been. God. You know, it... <laughs> I'm just saying yeah. it could be a lot worse. <laughs> At least they yeah, set that up as a I plot mean... device. I'm reminded of a mystery science theater joke that goes: "This movie's offended is offensive to one-celled animals." <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Um, so they take him out back, and they're going to shoot him. Uh, but then Bond uses a For some reason they need escape. to walk him out into the alley Just shoot him right there Yes, Bond uses a fire escape to take him out and he, he slams down the ladder okay. And smashes him, which is pretty good And then they, they, they get back up and then uh, another agent shows up And he shoots him uh, But this time they, it's like, it, it's an African American guy Yes I think he's in the CIA Because Felix yes. Leonard's in this movie for five yes. seconds Yes Um but he he shows up and he does the only like lampshading of the whole movie where he goes, "Wow, I'm I'm you know he says something along the lines of I'm surprised that you lasted this long or I'm surprised that they sent you here or something to highlight the fact that yes it's ridiculous that they would send a pasty white guy into Harlem. Yeah. No, he and he explicitly says something like great disguise or something like that. Yeah. It's, or, you know, like great spy work. Yeah. Um, and yeah, and so then they they get in the taxi and. How do they get to New Orleans? Well, first, I think Bond goes... Um, doesn't he go... Does he go to New Orleans before he goes to the island? Because I know... Who's the... Um, the I'm Afri- not entirely clear on the difference between the island and New Orleans. Yeah. What you're referring to. Well, first, he, he meets up with Rosie. Um, do you remember who Rosie is, Tyler? Yes. Okay. Yes. Basically, he meets up with an African-American CIA agent... Um, down, I don't remember if this is New Orleans or not. Um, Somewhere in probably around. The I south. think it's Florida, gotcha. actually. I think it's in Florida. That sounds right. Um, but basically, he goes down to a hotel and um, she shows up and she's like a scaredy cat and she's completely useless. And like, that's her character. And there's also a, they try a, to kill whole... Bond because, like in Doctor yes. No, they try and kill Bond with the tarantula by mm-hmm. having a tarantula crawl up his arm in his hotel right, room when he's right. sleeping, even though tarantulas are not poisonous. Um, and this one, they have like a snake. Oh, I look at Crap Brothers over here. <laughs> but I, I love how he kills the snake. I thought that was pretty fun. Where he's got well, the well, cigar and the hairspray yes. or whatever, he, he, and he, he sets it on the fire. Cigar and I, I, 
flames it, and the snake's just like. Eh. That's really cool. I thought for a minute he was going to use a cigar, like stab it, like burn <laughs> the snake, throws it through the snake. No, yeah, no, exactly. No, but I'm, I'm, I feel like or he gets the was... snake addicted to the cigar. <laughs> hey, buddy, here you go. So you like smoking, do you, snake? You smoke a whole pack of cigarettes, and then the snake is like addicted to nicotine, and the rest of the movie is just the snake like requiem for a dreaming and spiraling out. Um, I feel like there's a, a large mistake. It was Jared Leto's best performance because, ever as the snake. Sure, sure. Uh, there's this. They they drop the snake through the ceiling or whatever. Yeah, through. Or it's it's like above the bath while he's taking a bath. I'm just like, then, like whisper. One of Kananga's guys literally walks in yes. to like hand bond. Like, well, this is it, it, he interrupts the snake. Yeah. The attempt to kill him with the walk snake. in he with give, a no, gun giving, and shoot him. He's giving him the the drinks. Like he's bringing uh, poison the drinks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And so you like, have a million Bond opportunities to kill this guy. Yes, Bond is in the bath, and the snake is like dropping down, like sliding down, and then he's like, "Oh, there's the the waiters come," and so he goes and he talks to the waiter, and then he's he's like shaven after he uh, he gets the the drinks, or whatever. Yeah, and like. I really wanted it to be an entire scene where, like, Bond is just missing the snake around... Because he finally sees it in, like, the mirror or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I wanted it to just be, like, the snake. Like, just it's just like, oh, oh, the snake. Oh, the snake. And then the snake just, like, leaves. Like, after, like, two minutes or three. I, I wanted it to just be slowly, like... Bond never even notices. That Tyler, that's the Ryan Johnson version of things. That's not what the people want. We need a Ryan Johnson James Bond. I think that's, I think that's true. I mean, isn't Knives Out? Doesn't that have Daniel Craig in it? Sure. The next Ryan Johnson movie? Sure. So. Yeah. so we might get I that. I wish I knew. Talking about Dreamhouse? Sure. Uh, have you ever watched Breaking Bad? <laughs> I also like uh, the idea of him trying to do the, the hairspray thing with the, the yes. scar. But it's like when someone tries to use a fire extinguisher and they lose control of it. So it's like, <laughs> just like you do this cool thing. It's like, all right, let's, whoa! And then like sets the curtains on fire <laughs> and it just gets crazy. Yeah. And he's like under a shock blanket with a bunch yeah. of like uh, firefighters. There yeah, then a, Rosie shows up, and she's like, I'm a coward, yes. I'm scared, oh god, there's a burned snake in there. Alright, uh, James, there's like a weird voodoo hat in, in in the other bedroom, which means we're gonna die because cults. Oh Have sex god. with me tonight, James Bond. And then they sleep together. Well, yeah, voodoo hat. It's, it's, it's weird because, like, there's a nice moment where, where he's trying to, like, seduce her, because, like, he just immediately, like... Uh, yeah, you don't, need, you don't need to give a because. To Roger Moore yeah. goes from zero to ten in terms of yes. the charm in in like five seconds yes. flat, and and so he's he's trying to seduce her. Um, after they've like, she's like, yeah, that waiter like doesn't work here, and like you just almost got killed by a snake. And he's like, ah, but what about the bed? <laughs> <laughs> um, and and then she's like, uh, Felix told me that that there would be moments like this, and then. Um, what it? What was it that? Oh, I think I think she she jokes that she's like, or Bond's like, what did you suggest? Or what did he suggest? And then she's like, he suggested cyanide pills. Um, I I just opted for the spare bedroom, and so like it's a nice little like joke where she like walks, she goes, but then like she sees the hat on the bed. And then the voodoo hat, the voodoo hat, and then they see and Bond has a great line. I cannot remember what it is. He's like, um. Oh my gosh! One of us has to look this up because it's it's an excellent line because the hat's like small. Um, oh it's it's a great like just random like one off one liner that like slips by, um, but he uh, yeah then they 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 hold each other and uh, 
it cuts to black. So it's like, oh, now that she's scared, she's going to sleep with him, I guess. That's fine. <laughs> Are we all trying to look up this quote? Yeah. Oh, God. Um, I don't have it. That's... Um... <laughs> <laughs> uh... It's something about the it's something to the effect of the the. Oh wait, I think it is this. Let me see if I can. I see the. It's it's one of those things where you see the the article like the correct thing on a, on Google. Oh here we. Go. <laughs> it's don't worry, darling. It's just a hat belonging to a small-headed man of limited means who lost a fight with a chicken. Because <laughs> there's like a, a feather. That's the most Adam West nonsense <laughs> yeah, I've ever heard. It really well, it's just amazing because, you know, Roger Moore looks so much like Adam West, and apparently yeah. Adam West <laughs> was at one point in consideration for Bond, even though he's American. That's good. And I like to think it's because at one point they were like, oh, we can't get Roger Moore. Let's get the guy who kind of looks like him. <laughs> Adam West looks like Roger Moore. The two of them yeah. look eerily yeah. similar. Yeah. Uh, yeah that's um, true. But yeah, like you think the scenes being smart and they're being a little self-referential about Bonds, you know, just trying to to. I mean, to they are with the girls, then, like, and then he immediately like, just oh, but you know, it. Bond's yeah. not gonna not gonna actually, you know, miss the like he's he's not and, gonna fail. And I guess um, points for being progressive because he sure. sleeps with a, a black girl, but <laughs> uh, you know, he does not he does not change his approach. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. It, it's, it, it's it's a weird thing where where like I don't want to constantly be pointing out oh look how dated and offensive well this it is. was but I at feel the like same it also time was one thing in the '60s movies but as we're getting like farther and farther along it's like you, you probably should have known better <laughs> like like we're getting to yeah. we're getting reaching that level of just like all right it's it it was sort of ridiculous and like funny yeah. in a shock value way. We're, it, we're starting to get to where it's like you should you should probably stop. There haven't been that many Bond women of color. I mean, I know like mm-hmm. Michelle Yeoh at one point and Halle Berry. Well, Halle Berry, of course, yeah. And and her was that it? I mean, is there anyone else? Probably. Was Tia Carrere ever one? Or am I thinking of something completely different? Am I thinking of Wayne's World again? <laughs> probably Wayne's World. You know, the that, other yeah, Bond. Yeah, you know, the other Bond movie, Wayne's World. Um, I can't remember. Because, like, recently it's, like, Ava Green and Leah Sadu mm-hmm. and Bernice Marlowe and the other ones. <laughs> Denise Richards. Christoph Waltz. Christoph <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, He's I the believe... Bond girl who, like, really hates that he's a Bond girl and, like, really hates that he's having to have a conversation with a human. In Roger Moore's <laughs> last movie, he sleeps with Grace Jones. He really did do a lot for cinema. <laughs> And he's like near sixty at that point, so incredible. Roger Moore might be the greatest man who has ever lived. Really, <laughs> um, when you add it up, I mean. But like... but uh, now I will say I, there are lots of people who have said that he was a really nice dude. Like apparently mm-hmm. was like oh, yeah. every inch of the, the classy gentleman you would hope he would be. Oh, yeah, yeah, he was like a really sweet with his fans and stuff. So because I remember when he, he only passed away, like year before last or something is fairly recent we were doing the podcast i think when it happened yeah um i mean obviously that you can't like i don't <laughs> I, I don't watch the, the the things that people write him to do i don't it's, it's think almost that reflects the, on him as a person it's almost the opposite of like you you have someone who makes something and that person is a really horrible person but yeah, it's a really good yeah. 
product is like the opposite of like that's pretty problematic but like the person themselves is actually a really sweet guy awesome. yeah yeah exactly so anyway, so, so he's doing all this, and him and Rosie they go to the island. I think sure uh, at that point we still well, don't. Re- I well, I, it's am, funny because I have literally they, no idea where any of these tropical locations are until we meet Sergeant J W Pepper or whatever. At which point, it's very yeah. obvious. Well, that before that, so, so they're going. They're traveling to the island because they want to do some recon or whatever. Um, Bond uses Quirrell Junior. His services. Did you notice that reference, Tyler? I was wondering what the idea was there because he just called him Quirrell. I thought Quirrell from Harry. No, I think he says Quirrell Junior. Does he? Okay. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe I missed that. Well, it's just funny because book universe "Live and Let Die" is the second novel. Doctor Mm -hmm. No happens several books down the road. Quirrell's just in both of them, and then he dies in Doctor No. But because Hmm. the Doctor No movie happened first. And they killed him off there. They're just That's like, and eh, we'll do his son. It's fine. <laughs> That's actually kind of neat. But yeah, using um, using they don't kill services one, right? to go recon around an island, it felt very Doctor No. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, um, which I which I liked because I like that movie. There are dogs barking. Um, yeah, the uh, so they go. They they do some recon. Um, somehow they end up like actually like driving up to the the place and like somehow they reveal that Rosie is a spy like shortly before it becomes plot relevant like Kananga says something about it or something yeah or something because Rosie's actually like on on his side uh there's also there there's there's I believe there's some some boat seducing as well (laughs) if I do remember correctly Bond sleeps with her at least one more time Boat flirts. And, and, and then he immediately is just like, all right, what's 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 the idea? And he like holds her at gunpoint. And it's like Wait, do they do they do they have sex on the boat? I think they do on the boat. Boat sex. But no, also, I no no I know he has sex solitaire later on a boat. boat sex. But but before there's a there's a moment where he like Maybe that is later. Maybe that is what I'm thinking. <laughs> I don't remember what happens in this movie. We're doing a wonderful uh, job. He definitely, he definitely sleeps with, with Josie before Josie. he's like, by the way, Rosie, <laughs> it's fine. Be before wrong. he's like, by the way, I know you're uh, working for Kananga. And then she up? runs away and dies. And then she runs away and dies. And he's like, well, that's... Because what, what do I do with this? Kananga's got like weird cult skulls throughout, yes. and they're like scarecrows, and they're like freaking Rosie out as they're like traveling up this place. Um, but then like one of them just like shoots a poison dart and kills her. I'm like, let's do the same thing for Bond when he runs around the corner. Like <laughs> this movie, like I hate the term like plot armor, but this is just ridiculous. <laughs> sure, I hate when people use that term. Because I think it, it's like it's like Mary Sue is just a faux term that mm. people like to use as a straw man argument to, to point out. Oh, let me tell you everything wrong with this thing. But like <laughs> this movie, I, I felt no tension for Bond or his safety at any You're point. Not wrong. Um, and then he meets up with Solitaire, he gets, and he gets captured. Does he get captured? Or no, is he this doesn't before, get captured. Is he this sneaks... before he sleeps with Solitaire? And... No, 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 you're right, you're right. He sneaks I don't, into... The, I don't remember. ...into Kanenga's place somehow. And then it's, it's actually great because he sits down in Solitaire's chair. And so he's got, like... And for some reason, the chair has, like, a headdress and, like... It's got, a like, vest. a weird cape thing around it, too. Yeah, a cape thing built into it. So he's, like, sitting there with, like... This, this strange okay. voodoo get up like around him and uh and then he 
there is a moment where like <laughs> Roger Moore's just going, I look pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> it really is. Uh, he gets up and and he 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 gets up and like gets out of it and the music starts to swell and I was just so because like he's he's talking to Solitaire and I was so waiting to just for just turn into a musical. I just wanted oh, that. I just wanted it to just be like suddenly duet. <laughs> like, oh, just, God, I would have watched oh, this movie so Britain. fast. So basically, Solitaire beforehand, when she's talking with Bond, she pulls a card, and it's the lover's card, which implies that they're going to sleep together. Which And that freaks also, her out. She's like, also, oh, God, well, I'm going to lose it, my powers, reason, blah, blah, blah. The reason it freaks her out is because she see, she earlier uh, – we should also mention, I, I think somewhere along the way, we skipped over the fact that Bond hang glide kicks a guy off a cliff. That's awesome. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yes. yeah. Yeah, that was just fun. Just like for just – it's not even a guy who like would have caught him otherwise. <laughs> he's just like he could have landed like over here, but he's just like yeah, you. Yeah, well, I'm up here. You're down, man. And then just like knocks oh, him. Gracious, and it's excellent. Um, and then uh, he, yeah. So earlier there's a moment where Kaninga is like, I forget what the context of this is, but he's trying to figure out who's gonna if Bond's gonna get killed when like the uh, he comes to find them i guess and so solitaire puts down the the lover's card as she's doing her mm-hmm. cards and she's like oh no this means i'm gonna fall in love with this random dude and then uh and then she they're like kanenga's like well what did you what did you see and she's like oh it's it's a death he's gonna die instead so she like lies to him like tries to play yeah. it off or whatever and so she she's freaked out when bond she pulls the the card from bond's hand and it's the lover card um and she's like oh no this is just it's gonna have to happen I have to sleep with Roger Moore. I guess that's just that's just the way have, of the world. I have you know? no autonomy. No I choice. have no choice. Yeah. Yeah. So she starts um, to make out with him. Yes, uh, and then Bond drops the deck of cards, and they're all lovers' cards, which just has many. Like I don't know where he obtained yeah. these. I, I, I like to think he went to like he had to go to like ten different cult stores around <laughs> to the make area. sure they all match. And be like, and, like, all right. <laughs> Where's the ones that specifically say 007 all they're, over them? They're terrible. They go to like Dollar Cult Tree they're, or they're, something. <laughs> no, there's, there's actually a long story. It's called Idolatry. It's called Idolatry. Get it? Idolatry? Bond no, actually sorry, sells his own trademarked 007 cards, so really it's just his <laughs> right. brand. He always carries a deck of lovers' cards. <laughs> For any card. such occasion. This just happened to be the one. Just in case. The he was one like, in a billion. What, what if? Uh, no, no. I like the idea that he's going around to these stores and he's he's. It's like Yu-Gi-Oh cards. He's like buying like packets, and he has to be like, no, that's. I don't. I don't need another death. I don't need another tower. Screw that. No, give me. <laughs> he's yeah, walking outside. Me. He's like, do you have your own deck? Can we trade? <laughs> <laughs> he's got a binder. I'll give you. <laughs> they're all like in little like the sleeves. I'll give you a hollow Charizard. <laughs> all right, Felix. What do you got? What have you picked up in Harlem? That's awesome. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's got a, got a blue it's, eyes white dragon. <laughs> It, first off, it's ridiculous. Second off, it's it's just really sleazy of Bond. Sure. And then third, it removes solitaire of all autonomy. Yeah. Sure. And then and then she yeah she sleeps with him, and, and she's just like I've lost my powers. I don't know what to do now. Can they yeah. gonna kill me? And Roger Moore's like we'll be fine. And Roger Moore doesn't even he just wants to like know like the re- he slept with her a because it's Bond, but b because he's like trying to get information about like who he's like oh is she, uh, you know I think he's trying to figure out like what Kenning is up to or like where yeah. he is or whatever um, and so uh, that's that's like he's not like looking for her to like predict the future or anything he's just like can you just tell can you just tell me I don't need it's fu- <laughs> you got drama I get like don't just where are we going 
Um, and and so like yeah, she's like the gods. The gods fated that she would lose her powers this way. And Kanenga's and so then they then they just like team up for like another twenty minutes. Yeah, then <laughs> they like oh yeah, we're they try we're, to run away. They go on a double decker bus to escape the island, which is pretty. Fun. Hold on, hold on. Oh, there's on. there's more. I'm missing stuff, Britain. You're not missing stuff, but you you can't just say they go on a double decker bus. So it's pretty first, incredible. They they get into um, they, they, yeah they get to a village and they get in this double decker bus. Um, Solitaire sits in the back and she's just like they, there are two guys that are like clearly Kanenga's men and she's just kind of like staring them down as as Bond just is like yep yeah, I'm driving this bus now and so he takes off of the bus and they, they like in Spice World yeah hmm. sure okay. this is a nice no boat you've got here. It'd be a shame if someone drove off with it. <laughs> and then he, just off. Uh, he, he he goes off, and then there's like these guys following motorcycles and and cars and everything. And so they're tracking down. He does some like sweet donuts or, or sweet like three sixties with the with a bus with a double decker bus. Is this it? Where uh, is this in New Orleans? No, I think this is still on Kanenga's Island. Vague oh, okay. tropical. They're trying area. to get. There's it's like a dirt road. They're okay. trying to get. I was going to say that he's not doing donuts. He's doing is. beignets. <laughs> That was good. Thank you. That was good, Paul. <laughs> I appreciate that. Let me see what the name um, of the island is, just so we have and, that. Hey, yeah. <laughs> and and so, uh, it's it's one of I think the greatest ten seconds of just like, are they gonna? They're gonna. Oh yes. Um, where he's driving and there's a car. For, he's he's like lost all but one car, and he sees this low bridge. Yeah. Sign. And then he keeps... He's just like, all right, we're doing it. And then he just floors it. And it smashes the top cleanly off so that it lands and the car drives into it and gets captured in the top oh of the gosh. top of the bus. And it that's is great. so good. Oh, that sounds It like is that. so good. That sounds really good. <laughs> it's just like, I love this movie. Happy to be a part of this. How are you doing over there, Alex? I'm still trying to find it. It's San Monique. Sure. So maybe it could be Binyet, you know? Yeah, I have Binyet's down there. Um, I did a great joke in the Aquaman episode where I said that all the Aqua people could use their powers because they had midichlorines. Mm-hmm. And I'm really proud of that joke. And I feel like it didn't get enough uh, I don't press. Know if, I don't know if we caught that. Did I? Did I? I don't think you did. Because <laughs> <laughs> if you had, you clearly like would idea, be in, like be in idea, stitches. I like the idea that you didn't actually make it then and you thought about it after. <laughs> oh, and no, you're I just now it. bringing it I up heard to, it. to make us be like... <laughs> Okay, like, Tyler, you problem. were correct about the plot. I'm <laughs> looking at I- IMDb it right is now. Dumb. Kananga explains that he is producing two metric tons of heroin on mm-hmm. San Monique mm-hmm. and is protecting the poppy fields with camouflage and by exploiting locals' fear of voodoo and the occult. Through his alter ego, Mr. Big, Kananga plans to distribute the heroin free of charge on the market, which will drive all the other drug cartels out of business, increase the number of addicts, and give Kananga a monopoly on the heroin market. I think uh, by trivia law, this means uh, I I take your right to be a better Bond fan. I think I am actually a better James Bond fan than you. Uh, let's just say you're a better Roger Moore James Bond fan. Okay. I'm leave it at that. Okay. Gatekeeping. I see. That's yeah. Fine. Yeah. Um, that's not even. Anyway, <laughs> Ty- um, Tyler's got plot armor this episode. Okay. Sure. Sure. Bond Bond drives his half Decker bus uh, to somewhere. Probably. I don't know. Um. 
somewhere along the way he gets captured. Yeah. Hold on, um, I, I'm, I'm trying. I'm trying to follow the plot, and I'm trying to figure out because, like I said, he gets captured a couple times. I'm. I, I just kind of yes. got lost in the middle of the movie. Somehow he gets captured, and and he's. Uh, yes. Then he's. Oh, told- then they head to Louisiana. Yes, and this uh, is after where the they escape happen, with the right? double decker. Um, should I just read the IMDb plot synopsis? <laughs> no, no, no. We're gonna figure this out. You've you've got spoilers now. You can you can sit this out. I I need to work. This is important to me. Okay. Right. <laughs> um. So so you can follow. You can fact check me here. I don't know. We'll we'll see how this goes. <laughs> Uh, Bond... I feel so bad that I'm having to use the plot synopsis. Like I feel like I should know this better. To be I fair, disagree. I did not watch this like a couple days ago. I watched this like a week and a half ago. Mm-hmm. So like my my I'm this movie is not fresh on my brain. Like I watched this several days ago. It's not it's not sticking. <laughs> I'm having some problems. He goes he goes and he there's like an alligator farm crocodile. They've got like all sorts of crazy alligators and stuff <laughs> and and the dude one of the how many head of alligator do they have say what how many head of alligator do they uh, have it's like just a lot I don't yeah know. just milking tyler, those things yeah you know tyler you are missing valuable plot points sir all right what's the valuable plot points in this all right so once they escape then they go to louisiana then uh bond meets up with felix again and they go to the filet of soul in new orleans which is the same brand of of Restaurant oh, that they go that they sense. went to in Harlem. I don't think I realized they were two separate locations. And it's the exact same scene. Bond goes in there. Everyone's oh, no, 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 like, better, "Oh, look though. at the white guys!" It's, and it, then no, they no, find no, no, a magic way to bring no, no, him no, no, into no, no, another hold on, room. Hold on, hold on, hold on. It's it's awesome. Because <laughs> it is awesome, but it's the exact <laughs> he, same scene. He, he goes. He, Felix and and Bond sit down, and I think have they already killed the other agent by this point? Which other agent? The one that they did. The, the, the yeah, because there's the guy, and he, he's. They do the funeral scene again. Oh yes, that's that's true. Yes. because they don't have a guy out, outside watching for them. Yes, and so they're like, "Oh, he must already be in the bar." Because yeah. they do the the exact same thing with the funeral thing, where he's like, "Oh, I'm watching this this funeral," and then they, they use it to kill him. Um, Does Felix walk away? I don't even remember what happens yes, to him. Yes, and okay. so so Bond and Felix walk into this bar, uh, and there's a donkey. <laughs> Bond and Felix walk into this bar, and um, they they sit down at a table. Or no, they they go and they're like, it's even more ridiculous because I think they say they want to sit at a they go to sit at a booth and then Bond's like I want a table instead. Yeah, because um, he's like I know what happened to me last yeah. time at a booth. Oh no, no, he said I think he says like I had a bad turn in a table in a uh. booth <laughs> last time I was at a booth, and so he goes and he sits. Um, I'm literally just remembering like the points that are most important to Bond's one liners. <laughs> I think that's. that's <laughs> I <the> mean. <laughs> In the end, I think someone could make the argument that with the Roger Moore movies, that's really all that matters. <laughs> that's the goal. That's the payoff. Um, he, they go and they sit at this table, and there's a there's a lady singing "Live and Let Die," like the the the, the title song, right, 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 like directly to Bond. And then Felix is like, or one of the waiters comes up and they're like, "Hey, you got a you got a call from from the yeah. dude." And so Felix is like, oh, there he is. i got to go find that slacker, wherever he's up to. And so he, he, he leaves. And then Bond is sitting there just watching this girl as she's, like, more intently staring at him while singing. And then he just slides, the table slides underneath the, mm-hmm. the, the floor and then covers up. Two waiters come, put a new table, new drinks, and new chairs up there so that Felix comes back and sits down. And he's like, oh, where did Bond go? And he's, they're like, I don't know. He just had to hurt awesome. the business. And it's just like, why? Kanango um, runs a tight operation. I'll give him that. Yeah, yeah. And this is where um, 
despite not killing Bond the million of possible times that he could, yes. I think he's one of the smarter villains overall. Yeah, sure. Um, he, uh, yeah, he, he gets, he gets Bond, and this is when he reveals that he's, he's Mr. Big and Kananga. He correct? rips off his terrible yes. rubber face and, and um, reveals, oh, hey, I'm the other evil guy that you thought was the bad guy of the movie. Uh, and, and he... By uh, the way, in the book, there is no Kananga character. It is only Mr. Hmm. Big. Huh. Okay. Interesting. That's, now, there that's... is a whole thing about every Bond villain in the books needs some kind of physical defect. That's kind of just a running thing. So hmm. he has, like, this grayish skin, even though hmm. he's a black guy, and that's, that's like, his thing. So that's, I guess, what they're trying to go for? Sure. With, with that makeup, but... Anyways. Intriguing. Um... Ian Fleming was a very complicated man. Sure. The, uh... Yeah, they, they have this conversation where he, like, reveals stuff about the heroine. Basically, this uh, is they, where he reveals, they, hey, here's what the plot of the movie they is. Just, yes, yes, correct. They they discovered the heroine earlier. Yeah. That was, that was already a thing. I think they got shot at in a heroin field by a helicopter. It's fine. Um, then they... We haven't missed the plane scene, right? No, we're 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 close. Good. We're gonna get there. Okay. Um, At least I think. If not, we need to go back. Where's the plane scene? <laughs> I'm gonna find it. Don't worry. Because this it. is a scene I did not remember until about two minutes ago. The plane scene's the a good scene. bit of fun. Um. So he, uh, yeah, he gets captured. I kind of forget how he gets out of this. Oh, okay. No, no, no. I, I, I'm forgetting about it. Once, once again, I'm forgetting about it. So back after uh, Bond initially sleeps with Solitaire and they're trying to escape and they get off the double, double-decker double bus and they show up to Louisiana, um, they get captured by that taxi guy again and they get taken to the airport where Kananga's right. men are. And they're going to they're gonna take Bond and they're going to drop him out of a plane? Yeah. And Dark Knight Rises style. Yes. And Bond in, instead... Like gets, I've, he does some stuff. I don't know. He gets, he gets away from him, and um, he jumps into this this plane with this this old lady, and the old lady is like, "You're not my flight instructor." And then, <laughs> and then, where's Bond, the which, beef? <laughs> Bond, Bond is like, uh, "Oh, he he couldn't make it or whatever." Um, and he starts. There's all these cars from Mr. Big's men driving around this this area, and he starts driving this plane. And just literally, he's not taking off. He's just driving around, like <laughs> weaving through things so that the cars keep like crashing into other planes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And at one point, he gets like the wings w- ripped off because they're like, starting to close the doors. doors on him. And he's <laughs> able to just get the middle part of the plane so through, and the wings it's just, just entire fall off. plane action scene where he never actually leaves the ground. He's that's, just that's driving fine. around really fine. Yeah. on this, this ridiculous little plane. And then uh, the, the the old lady has several good lines. I don't remember exactly. Um, well, the best part is at so the end, at some point. probably. Well, the best the best part is that at the very end when he finally stops the plane. He's like, "Same time again," and then just the look on her face. She's just like, <laughs> she, she, she looks focus, like she's about to have a heart attack. She's literally just staring at him, just like, "What in God's name?" <laughs> for like ten seconds, and then they just cut. <laughs> it's just like the scene. Oh but yeah, God. excellent. Then we That's get into okay. Felix and him going to the fillet of soul, and then yes. yeah. Um, I, I apologize for for missing that you. bit. This. Um, I'm surprised how much text there is to describe the plot of Live and Let Die. <laughs> you have to 
you gotta put in the work. It's not it's not deep necessarily, but it's like it's not deep, but it's wide. Sure, yes. Um, if you're calling "Live and Let Die" a fat movie, yes, yes, it is. Do they take? Do they then take Bond to the alligator farm? Yes, then that okay. that happens. Um, there's a whole bit where like Bond and Solitaire are like being being captured. Oh yeah, yeah, and uh, the henchman dude, one of the one of the henchman dudes, he's got a claw hand. Teehee, okay, of course. classic. Just a if you hand. ask me, in terms of the Bond villains, I think. Just to consolidate this movie, it should have just been Kananga and Teehee. Like, sure. just the two of them. Because, like, we've got Whisper, the, the big fat guy. We've got Baron Samity, the weird voodoo guy who may or may not be supernatural because he seems to die, but then he's not dead at the end. I don't mm-hmm. know. Um, I don't know. I feel like Kananga and Whisper, those those guys are... You got Banshee and cool. Toad and... Yeah. yeah. Bowser yeah. and all those guys... Hannibal Lecter. Anyway, Darth Vader. Now I'm assuming we're pretty close to the end of this movie, right? Uh, yeah, no, because <laughs> we we're, we're, no. we're, we're like three fourths of the way through. We've been going for an hour. Is what um, I'm saying. Uh, pretty so, much the rest of the movie is just action scenes. So, okay. so he, uh, yeah, they, they take him to an alligator farm. There's a, there's a whole bit where like Claude Hughes gonna like clip off Bond's finger if she gets anything wrong, and then he's like. And if I if you you know you get two things wrong, then I'm going after something more important. And then Bond's like, <gasps> like internal screen. Um, and somewhere Mads Mikkelsen is stroking his chin. <laughs> I think I figured out why I'm. Go- oh, that was never mind. I was, I was about to do a Mads impression, and it got Scottish real fast. Keep keep, keep talking. I like Scottish Mads Mikkelsen. <laughs> um, Mad about Mads. That's so bad. then he, uh, yeah, the um, solitaire is like. She gets something completely wrong, but then, like, Kananga doesn't do anything to Bond anyway. Okay. And, like, it's a very strange scene. Um, and so then he goes... Uh, or, uh, the, the henchman dude takes takes Bond to the alligator farm, and they, like, walk him out on this little area. and then Basically like, my the, best thing. Yes. The, wa- the walkway comes back in. Yeah. And there are all the alligators, like, slowly crawling up. And the entire time, Bond, there's this nice thing where Bonds have this watch that, like, he can press to, like, magnetize mm. and, like, pull things towards him. It's the and, one gadget he gets. Yes, and multiple times... Which is times weird, because Q is not actually in this movie, and the mm-hmm. actual intro scene where Bond gets his briefing is very bizarre, because yes. M and Moneypenny just visit his his home. Sure. Huh. And so Bond feels the need, because he's, like, sleeping with some other girl, he's like, oh, you gotta hide! You well, he's sleeping. He's sleeping with like a Russian ambassador. There's a whole bit where. Oh yeah, that's that's true. That's true. M yeah. asks him like, "Hey, what do you? Uh, we, you wouldn't happen to know what happened to this girl, do you?" Yeah. And then. Uh, and there's also a whole bit where where Bond's got like a homebrew coffee machine, mm-hmm. and apparently that was a, like a big thing at the time. Like that's the first one like you could actually buy for your home. And so Bond, a real design for dreaming. The, the Bond movies are weird because they're always like, "Oh, we what's the next big thing? We got to have it in our movie, even if it doesn't mm-hmm. make any sense, and it just halts the plot for thirty seconds or whatever." Was it like that whole scene? And was it Tomorrow Never Dies? Where he just plays GameCube for an hour. <laughs> He's really excited about Smash Brothers Melee because you, you know, can play yeah. Bowser this time. There's a scene in the non canonical Sean Connery movie where they're playing like a hologram video game. That's thing. awesome. I'm and it's just delightfully terrible. Um, I don't know how to make my guy go. How do I make him jump? Like, how do I put the shield up? <laughs> You're the guy now, dog. <laughs> um, he, yeah, so Bond, he gets on this, he's on the trap of this alligator thing, and he's trying to use his magnet watch, and he's trying to pull this canoe 
yeah. like or like boat metal boat thing, yeah. and like it's changed so it won't move. And he's like, oh, um, it's like, oh, then, Bond can't just rely on his gadget. That's, yes, that, that's I, I so like what, that. What Bond does rely on is a bunch of alligators, like are all kind of swarming, <laughs> and he just hops on them. Okay, <laughs> he just <laughs> he just runs. Cool. Like I said, it's, it's verging right on the edge of being too ridiculous, but I think yes. it's there's a that's it's like the only time where I felt like. Oh, there's like some threat and tension in this because they're sure. actual alligators. <laughs> yes, it was like, pretty cool. Actually, and then Roger Bond Moore just sets like four times filming <laughs> Well, the best part is Bond then releases all the gators and then he sets like the heroin yes. plant on fire and he's just like, I'm messing up the whole operation. Yeah. And then he and then he runs and he gets himself a boat. He oh boy, does he get himself the, a boat? The last half hour of this movie I felt like maybe not quite that long it's a, it's a while it's a it's, long boat chase it, man it turns into like cannonball run but like <laughs> like even even down to the racist police officer yeah like with just Bond and then all the uh, the Kananga's men driving around in boats and they're just flying around and so like we see J.W. Pepper to begin with because Sheriff J.W. Pepper of the Louisiana yes. State Police get yes. it right accurate uh jw pepper he goes to, <laughs> he's, he's he catches he sees one of uh Kananga's henchmen who i don't think we've seen up to this point they're just kind of like no it's just up. a rando uh and he um he's driving obviously like super fast to keep up with bond on the yeah. river and so he he pulls around and then jw pepper's like oh i gotta come catch him or whatever right. and you know i'm racist and uh, <laughs> by the way but yeah he, ke- and, he keeps calling the guy boy yeah yeah yeah, yeah. he's like you like immediately spread your legs boy and I'm like oh I'm uncomfortable <laughs> and so like he gets the guy out of his car to, to like arrest him or whatever and then um the bond and all these boats fly overhead and so they like destroy J.W. Pepper's car like one of the boats collides and like goes through the car and just like messes everything up and so a couple of new police officers come up and they're like oh look he uh or I, I, there's a good line where, where it's like Oh man, he really messed up his car. And then one of the other guys is like, "No, the, don't you know that's one of them new amphibian boats?" <laughs> and it's like it's just a, but, a but car then, with a boat smashed through. But then um, uh, JW just like waltzes over, or should I say, he just lumbers over, and he's yes. like, "I am commandeering this here vehicle." <laughs> and yeah. I'm like, yeah. "Dude, they work with you. Like, <laughs> you actually are their boss, I believe." <laughs> like, um, what is happening? Yeah. And so they they're all chasing down and they're flying across like you know all stuff. I don't I don't remember. There's a lot, a lot of, of really fun moments. Like there's a bit where their um, bond goes across like actual land and he's cutting through like the middle of a wedding that's like mm-hmm. on a mm-hmm. lakeside. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, <laughs> and like he he goes by and of course he's bond so he does it perfectly. He threads the needle, doesn't hit anyone or anything, and he goes out the other side. There's just like a wedding cake sitting out like on this table in the middle of the the, the lawn, and of course. That wedding case gonna get hit, and just one of them just completely takes it out as, as the 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 enemies are, are are passing through, and then it just cuts back over to the bride, and she's just bawling her eyes out. It's just it's this really great comedic cut of her just being like she looks for a second, and she's like ah, and then it just cuts. <laughs> yeah. Then, well, I like that they obeyed the the, the storytelling rule of Chekhov's cake, sure. where if you set up <laughs> sure. a wedding cake in the first act, you have to yes. crash through it later. Yes. Yeah. Um, Hollywood 
they actually won't allow you to show a wedding cake that doesn't <laughs> exactly. Show See, it's Somebody, funny oh, when, when, when Bond was or yes. it. when Bond was in the cult shop back in Harlem when he was looking for his 007 trading cards. There, there was actually a cake mm-hmm. in the background. He mm-hmm. considered buying it, but you know, <laughs> consider buying a whole wedding cake just for just for himself. Can you give wrap this? <laughs> <laughs> Like that scene in Community where John Michael Higgins goes, I will have, and he rips the menu, a birthday cake. <laughs> um, but that, yeah, just, just more chaos ensues. Eventually Bond, like, defeats... The, how does he defeat the last guy, Tyler? Because I know that was one thing you pointed out that you really Yes. Liked. Oh, my goodness. So we got to go back. All right. Oh, oh. So... Brent and I apologize. Times. I was trying to push us forward to the climax, and Tyler's just... Multiple times. All right. Um... The plane, like in the plane scene, earlier in the boat chase, uh, there are some other moments, I think, where, where vehicles collide. or sm- I mean, the double-decker bus, right. all that stuff. We never once see a vehicle just blow up. Sure. Right? It's, sure, it's, sure. All, it's weirdly, like, I don't know. Which maybe is funny because like the Bond the movies are kind of infamous, at least yes. amongst Tyler up, and myself, of just, up to this oh, there's point. just a random thing that blew up when it shouldn't have blown up. Like, like there's, there's we've had multiple examples of cars driving off cliffs and then just exploding before they, like, even get to the, <laughs> it's just like, oh, okay. Um, I think they so, were on their way to a funeral. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so in this one, I was like, oh, they're really, like, they're holding back. I don't know. This is really yeah. interesting. The end of the movie, uh, there's this guy. He steals. Oh, it's great because he steals um, the the guy that was following him that J.W. Pepper tried to arrest. Uh, he steals the boat from the brother of J.W. Pepper. Because J.W. Pepper was like, my oh brother god, they the waste fastest. like five minutes on the scene where 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 uh, J.W. is just like, my brother's got the fastest boat in yeah. the bayou. Yeah. He's gonna catch them boys. <laughs> and like he turns around, so so like this guy steals it and drives by him. And he turns around while the guy's driving by. And he's like, he's gonna get him! He's gonna get him, old man! And then, like, he turns back around. And the, all the other police officers are just like, that, what? That <laughs> like, what's And they're on? all just like, that's a black guy. <laughs> and so... Is JW a lot more progressive than we previously thought? <laughs> <laughs> and so so they're, they're chasing him. And, uh, and they bond, like... Spin, they get into the shipyard that's, I guess, at the end of the river... And Bond's like spinning around and like doing all this stuff. I, I, at one point, he does. We we did miss that he uh, makes somebody like. I think it might be the people who take out the wedding cake. They go flying into like a pool, mm-hmm. uh, so that was good. And they're stuck in a pool, and there's all these nice like posh, rich white people sitting around. Right, they're just right. like, "What's happening?" Um, <laughs> oh my! Mon- yeah. Monocles are popping yes, out. Yes. yes. And uh, so then, anyway, there's this this scene where he he gets to the end, and he like goes and he hides around the boats, and then he like comes after the guy, and I think they maybe they shoot at each other a little bit and whatever. Does does some stuff like that, um, and at one point I don't remember if it's if it actually shows him like releasing. Oh no no he 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 gets like a bucket of paint or something and he throws it at the guy. Okay. And like as he's driving by him, and so the guy goes like flying ahead up a ramp into like a giant tanker boat or whatever, mm-hmm. and he goes flying up the ramp in here into like the cargo hold, and so bon, it's like oh I guess Bond captured him alright. And then the entire tanker just explodes. <laughs> just the entire... Like, it's just like... What? There is literally no way. Like, they were saving the most ridiculous explosion yeah, yeah. in this franchise. Oh, that's good. And it's it's so good. It's so good. 
And the movie's pretty much over. I don't know. That's, that's, that was probably the last the thing I remember before Black Then goes to the island. They're like, him and Felix and Coral Jr. are just like, oh, we yeah. set up explosives all around. Oh, geez, so there's gonna... so much more movie after. God! All right, all right, I'll, I'll, I'll try and run through it real quick. Because Tyler's clearly done after the explosion. Like, he's, that's he's, true. he's that had was, his film. That was, yes. um, Bond's like, all right, I got to go in because they're going to kill Solitaire because she's lost her powers because I slept with her. I got to go get her. Um,. And then they just magically are like, we've got explosives set up around the island or at the heroin plant or whatever. Hmm. There's like a countdown, and I was a little bit lost about how they were able to set that up so easily. But also, Kananga should be like, I'm going to keep people like like watch guards around sure. my island to make no, sure no, that Bond, Bond doesn't Bond kicked get him off there. the cliff. He, he he kicked him all his watch guards. He he, he kicked him off. With he the kicked them all off a cliff. Yeah, he kicked them off. Um, but basically, the woman Bond, and children too. Basically, Bond walks in. Um, it, it just like a weird little side note. I think Bond's outfit's really cool. Like he's just wearing like all black, and he's got like a really awesome um, like a tuxedo t shirt kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> but he, he's wearing like all black and he's got an awesome little uh, side holster that he's got strapped around his shoulder oh, and he's got like this re- uh, revolver um, which isn't the normal Bond gun usually it's a Walther PPK just like a normal automatic pistol mm-hmm. um, I guess it's because like he has to swim in the water before he gets to the island yep. so a revolver would work better I guess sure I'm not actually sure on the correct gun science there. That's my conspiracy theory, though. Um, So basically, he shows up. They're about to sacrifice um, Solitaire to the voodoo cults and the snake. And Bond just shows up and kicks the crap out of a bunch of people. Mm -hmm. Um, And then... So there's this guy called Baron Samity, who's apparently like this master voodoo witch doctor thing... We've seen it a couple of times before this point. But it's supposed to be like, um, oh, it's just like, he's a character. Like, he's fake. Yeah. He's not real. And, and it's just like an attraction that people can see on the island or whatever. You know, that's Is there a thing. fight on the on a train at the end of this movie? Yes, there is, and I will what get is to that. Ha- Why is there so much movie? <laughs> oh, dear God. Um, because they just, they, they, they just... What's the opposite of front-loading the action scenes? Like, they put them uh, all in but, the last 45 minutes. Sure, sure. Um... But then Bond like shoots what is a fake Baron Samity because yes. he, he like he pops out out of a coffin. Bond shoots him. He blasts apart. And it's like clay, uh-huh. and then another Baron Samity pops up, and it's like, oh, this is the real guy. The first one was a dummy. He swings at Bond. Bond like immediately kicks the crap out of him and hurls him back into the coffin. And there's a bunch of deadly snakes, and then he just dies. Mm-hmm. I'm like, what was the point of any of that? Well. We do see him at the end. We do. Britain, and then at the very end of the movie, Baron Samity is just sitting in front. Like, there's a moving train, and he's just sitting at the front of it. And that's it. Like, there's... I don't know. Ooh, spooky. Live and let die. I don't know. know. But um, Bond and Solitaire, like, run inside the voodoo thing, but it's actually, like, an underground base where Kananga's got, like, his little heroin operation or whatever. Mm Mm-hmm. Bond gets captured again. They're going to try and feed him and Solitaire... Is it sharks? They now have sharks. Okay. Uh, Bond uses his little magic watch thing to cut his ropes, and then he pulls... um, He's got, like, a special capsule as well that, like, it's got compressed air in it, so if you shoot it at something, it, like, expands it. Um, And Kananga tests this out by shooting... 
a, a, couch. a couch that the fat guy is laying on, and the couch literally expands like a balloon and then explodes. It's bizarre. But Bond is able to use the magnetic thing on the watch. He gets one of these, I think it's like shark pellets. I think that's what they call it. Like uh-huh. like you would shoot a shark with it underwater. Yeah, yeah. Um, he grabs one, manages to get out of his predicament. He fights Kananga. They fall into the water where the sharks are. Somehow they survive this. Um, Bond... Well, no, no, no. It's, I think because Solitaire gets the safety. Yeah. But then... Bond has Kaninga in his arms, like he's wrapped Kaninga up. Yeah, I know. I'm just how. trying to remember where the sharks are in this scenario. Well, well, he's like got Kaninga in between him and the sharks. Okay, That's whatever. Uh, Bond shoves the shark pellet down Kaninga's throat and forces him to swallow it, and then Kaninga literally pops up. He expands like a balloon, <laughs> floats up out of the water, and then blows up. So it's like Big Trouble in Little China. Sure, um, but it looks terrible. That's amazing. It is literally like a balloon. Like it's, yeah. And, well, the worst I, part is the, <laughs> the film gets super grainy during that shot where he's rising yes. out because it's clearly like a dummy. And it's like, did you zoom in? <laughs> How does that make it better when you zoom in? <laughs> clearly that makes it worse. But uh, then Bond and Solitaire get away. Um, they're gonna, they decide to take a train to head back to wherever they're going. And Felix is like, what are you guys going to do for 16 hours on a train? And it's like, uh, dude, how long have you known Bond for? Are you freaking kidding me? <laughs> um, but then Teehee shows up. They get in a fight. Bond kicks him out a window. And then he sleeps with Solitaire. That's mm-hmm. the end of the movie. <laughs> Smash cut. Oh, no, 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 no. Oh, we, last, last line. We got to get the line. No, no, no. no. We got to get the yeah. line. So, so he, the, this is the guy with the hook, right? Okay. And so he, he kicks him out the window and he gets stuck. His arm gets stuck on the... the thing like his hook gets stuck as he's trying to because bond like it's it, kind of neat because bond like snaps the cords the guy uses to actually control them okay um, yeah that, that was pretty arm. nice I, I like that and so the, the guy gets stuck on the like the arm gets stuck on the window and the guy falls out and so on um and and during this entire time hook hookman had shoved uh solitaire up in like a, a bed like she was on the bed and then he shoved her up so that she was trapped behind like the yeah it's the, a foldable bed. bed inside a train, the wall. like a train. And so Bond, yeah, yeah. Bond pulls her back out, and she's like, "Well, that wasn't very funny," um, or, or maybe I, I forget exactly how, what the context is, but basically, she's some. I think I want to say it's something like she's like, "Did you? Th- I bet you thought that was very funny." And he was like, "Yes, I, I found it very disarming." If I may, I completely forgot his line after Kananga blows up, because Solitaire doesn't see this for some reason she misses this she's like what happened to Kananga and then Bond goes oh he always did have an inflated opinion of himself oh god <laughs> but that's pretty good Roger Moore says it with such sincerity yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. he's so into it's, it here's the weird thing and this is more just me having my external knowledge of a Roger Moore Roger Moore's not a big Bond fan Mm-hmm. At least in terms of how the pop culture kind of perceives Bond, he doesn't like this idea of like hero worship. So sure. he thinks heroes are kind of a weird idea. Mm-hmm. So he's not the biggest fan of Bond being seen like that. So that's yeah. why this turns into so much of a joke, and sure. why his movies are thought of as oh, those are the goofy, ridiculous ones. My assumption so far is that he he takes the script, goes through, and he's like, okay, there's a good pun. 
and he's just kind of circling it like he's he's building he's like this is what my performance has to build up to i just said the one-liners so just <laughs> like, i gotta i gotta make sure i get the get those the rest is doesn't matter <laughs> but i'm assuming when all this movie's over we get some good bloops in the credits right <coughs> some good outtakes oh, a couple of, oh geez well we get a flaming skull right yeah we do yeah the, the opening titles for this are like terrifying yeah I generally have enjoyed the opening title scenes of the mm-hmm. maybe five Bond movies I've mm-hmm. seen. More than that, but they put effort into them. Yeah, and of course, this... "Live and Let Die" is one of the best Bond themes ever. Because yeah. like, it's like that's... an actual song you can listen to, like outside of yeah, the context of this Bond movie. And it's it... not just Shirley Bassey going Gold Finger. Well, this movie. Yeah. Oh, don't you insult Tom Jones like that. Living daylights. Yes. I think um, that, that song is underappreciated. I agree. I like Duran Duran. I think that's in top, the top five James Bond themes, but that's just my um, opinion. Well, this movie sounds fun. It sounds it sounds wacky. Mm-hmm. It is for the most part. Yeah. Like, it sounds like it's there's consistently things happening. Yeah. Which is which is good. Yes. Yes. Now, I, it definitely I also, does not bore me. Sure. But yeah, it's it's not trying to tell a very coherent, cohesive story. Yeah. It's just like let's do moments, let's do scene and upon think, scene of ridiculousness. And it's a movie that I think I still want to see, even having been told the entire story. Because mm-hmm. there are some movies that you hear it told, and you're like, okay, I got it. I don't need to see. <laughs> you're it. like, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. Like listening to the Flophouse, they break down the plot, and I'm like, cool. I don't need to see this movie anymore. Mm-hmm. Like I know this is better than watching the movie. Mm-hmm. But this, I'm like, no, I still watch it. It still sounds like a good time. It still sounds like an enjoyable thing to see. Yeah, no, no, no. It's it's a lot of fun, and it had you know me criticizing the plot so much. I did have a good time watching this. I completely agree with you, Tyler. Even if it's two hours, it's still way too long. There's still a lot of just redundancies. I always feel like if your movie's not about plot or anything, you got to condense that and make yes. it as efficient as possible. Yeah. Could be an hour and a half. They can do it. That's why. Yeah. That's why most comedies are ninety minutes because mm-hmm. they don't have much of a plot, so they're just like. Get in, get out. You know, and I feel I feel like th- this kind of should have followed that a bit better. Yeah, but was, Roger Moore is uh, a lot of fun, despite mm-hmm. the villain plot being kind of, you know, very thin. I, I like um, Yafet Koto a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I was I like gonna ask how, how how he did. Um, I think it's kind of because once he gets rid of the weird rubber face stuff. He sure. he gets kind of overshadowed by his minions. I find gotcha. his like specifically T he with the metal arm and then Baron Samity, of course. I feel like he just gets overshadowed a bit by the other villains, even though he in and of himself is pretty good. Yeah. Okay. But they have like gimmicks and stuff too. Yeah. Them, so. Yeah. And he doesn't yeah. really have one once he rips off the rubber makeup. <laughs> um, sure. Which once again, wise, I don't just have it be Kananga or Mister Big. Like we don't need a twist. <laughs> That's not a twist. Um, so basically, the plot of the book is obviously it's it's because this movie's ridiculous. Like like the book's a lot darker and it tries to be a bit more serious, but it's also a bit more racist than I sure. would like. Um, <laughs> you like a little bit of racism, <laughs> a sousson, if you were, if you will. You're a big fan of Green Book, right? Yeah, really. <laughs> Crash. Oh yeah, uh, Crash. The director of that, I believe, co-wrote Casino Royale. Paul Haggis, I believe he did. Yeah. Uh, apparently, like he kind of saved that movie's script. So. <laughs> okay, I mean, I um, believe it. Yeah, sure. 
which is weird. Uh, f- very weird. Hollywood's weird. Um, Go see Dark Phoenix. <laughs> June 7th, 24%. <laughs> Pressure your local film critic who is uh, Rotten Tomatoes certified. Uh, email them, call them. Let them know that you will not stand until they give their, their uh, <laughs> Dark Phoenix review. You know, they gotta give it a thumbs up and get that score up above a twenty seven percent. Let let your let your uh your your local uh county council state town council, whatever, get, be like, Hey, let's do a screening for Dark Phoenix. <laughs> under the under the night sky, you know? Like But basically the book, I believe it has nothing to do with heroin. I think it has <laughs> all to do with like buried treasure on this island okay and, and, and like uh, it's all about Kananga's I think it's just Mr. Big I think Mr. Big is just trying to smuggle this, this gold like this old treasure out of this island I think mm-hmm. that's the plot um, and then basically it seems like it's going to be a buddy road trip type mo- uh, movie a book with, with Bond and Felix and then Felix just get ca- gets captured and gets his legs eaten off by a shark and then he's just <laughs> out of the book um, they leave a note on, on his body because he survives because um, he's in more books um, but but it says that he disagreed with something that ate him <laughs> That's um, and they use that moment in a Bond movie further down the road which we will get to eventually um but yeah, the the book's a lot darker, a lot more violent. Um, I believe the climax is Bond and Solitaire gets they they get tied up and strapped to like the end of a boat, and they're gonna drag their bodies across like a bunch of um, coral reefs or oh, something. Sure. Mm-hmm. And I believe that's used for a later Bond movie. Is I think it was actually for Your Eyes Only. I can't remember. They might have used it in that. Um, it's a good song. I like that song. It's another good song. Oh, your eyes only. Oh my god. Um, but yeah, uh, in terms of just how severely different some of the Bond books are from the movies, this one's kind of like right in the middle. Mm-hmm. Where like a lot of the plot elements are the similar. Um, the overall plot of Bond, you know sleeping with solitaire and then them being on the run that's all there mm. but uh i don't know well i guess that kind of brings us into the 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 judgments uh, our usual metric would you say would you let this movie live or die um, you're writing the entire podcast for that one <laughs> actually i about midway through i think is where i got it <laughs> like, ah, <laughs> now, i found the end game i found the check I, I would I would kill the first version, like the fake clay version that rises out of the coffin, but ah. then the second version I'd let live. So there you go. Oh, I see. Tyler, what are you sure, giving this that's movie? A, that's a metaphor that you just used. <laughs> what am I giving I, this movie? I don't know. I realize you know? everything I just said was a, was a, a long waste of time. <laughs> no, 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 no. I was just waiting for my joke. Tyler, what are you doing? I don't know. I'm thinking C or C minus personally. I'm thinking C plus. Now, that's why I figured you seem to enjoy it a bit more than I, I did, did. I did have a good time, and like it's hard. C really does become like a cat. Like I feel like my approach to grading at this point is like A is like man, I think that's like a genuinely yeah. great movie. Like I had a good time with it. 
The A range is good stuff. And then the B range, I'm like, that was, yeah, that was solid. And, you know, again, good stuff. Doesn't doesn't crack the A for me, but I, I really enjoyed yeah. that. And then, like, basically C and D are just... C is... It's probably not great, but I had a good time with it. Or... Yeah. I can't hate it, but I, you know, like... C becomes sort of a catch-all for this, this large category of, like... Either A, I really enjoyed it, but can't respectfully give it anything above a C plus. Or it's almost like it's most movies are average. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I would, I would say so. Yeah, that's like going along with my whole bell curve methodology mm. for how I grade mm. movies. Exactly. <laughs> most movies will fall right in the middle. Because um, I'm trying to think about how I graded previous Bond movies, and I'm, I'm just like, how do I, how do I compare this? Like, Honor Majesty's Secret Service, which you did not like at all, Tyler. I gave a C. Um, But then, like, Thunderball, I gave a C-. minus. So I'm like, where in that does it fall? With your heart, man. Mm -hmm. You'll never be wrong. This is just, like, the most important decision of your life. Just saying. I think even if it was still shorter, I'd probably still give it a C. Um, Mm -hmm. So I'll probably just go C-. minus. That's how I'm, how I'm feeling at the moment. Who knows? That could change. These things always change. <laughs> yeah. Um, this is just based on our last viewings of the movie. So yeah, you know. come on, whatever. Uh, Britton, what's your grade based on the plot <laughs> synopsis that we just uh, uh, explained for you? Well, obviously, I can't do a plot synopsis uh, or a plot. Synopsis. I can't do a, a letter grade. No, we need you to then give the plot synopsis back to <laughs> us. Uh, <laughs> uh. <laughs> No IMDb summary for you. No. Uh, this knowing me, this sounds like a movie I would give like a C plus or a B minus mm-hmm. for the wackiness, mm-hmm. and I feel like I would enjoy this much the way that I enjoyed. Like I'm trying to think of like a, I don't know, ah, I can't think of a good of a good com- uh, maybe like an Aquaman or something. I'm like, mm-hmm. this is way too long, but mm-hmm. man, I had fun in those fights. And there's there's some cool stuff within it. So yeah. like, I, I I feel like I, think, I probably I think we both gave Aquaman a C plus. I think we did, yeah. yeah. Um, I so I, right. I, so I, we are aware, but I did come prepared <laughs> because I knew I couldn't. Get Not away everyone's away. aware, Tyler. We do have an audience <laughs> listening. <laughs> Disagree. No, I mean I meant the audience is aware because you've seated the C for so long, right? Like, anyway. Uh, but every, I did comp- every episode of Here Come the Sequels is somebody's first episode of Here Come That's the Sequels. That's true. Is it, though? And hey... Except we- for Alien vs. Predator Requiem. That's nobody's first episode. <laughs> and for all those of you for whom this is your first episode, don't worry, you won't really lose your powers. <laughs> um, I don't like where this is going! <laughs> it's okay, you know, just like, do what your body wants. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you grab wanted, a, just grab a couple of movies and party. If like, you want a giant dude. coke, have a coke. You know, yeah, man. <laughs> like that, when Gillian Jacobs in that really big jacket tells you to do that before a movie. And I'm like, think, sure, Gillian Jacobs. It's weird that you're doing commercials, but sure. I can't buy a can at the concession stand, so I don't no. really know what the point of. The... But you're great. Uh, no, uh, like I, I can't do a letter grade, but I can do. I did come prepared with a recommendation. Oh my a, god! Based on the uh, the taste of Live and Let Die. Uh, I diehards, right? I really tried. Live and let diehards. Die die <laughs> I really tried to. At How one have point, they not done Live and Let Die Hard? Well, I'm sure SNL did it at some point. How have they, they not? They don't have ideas there. How have they not <laughs> stooped low enough to have that be the title of one of the Die Hard movies? I mean, yep. just wait. 
But no, uh, Bruno, Bruno's on his way. No, but uh, uh, I really did. I was trying to think of like I was looking through other movies released in 1973, and there's a bunch of like huge movies that came out um, that I was just looking at, but I haven't seen a lot of those movies, so I can't really say like, oh, go watch like The Crazies or something. But um, even though I bet it's awesome. So until I'm coming, this, this is not a franchise movie, which was the point. Uh, this is a movie that is maybe about as different from Live and Let Die as you can get. Um, it is called Mustang from, 20, from 2015. Uh, it, is a, it is Turkish. Um, it was actually nominated for Best Foreign Language Film. Uh, it was submitted uh, by... F- it, it lost a Green Book, right? <laughs> no, it actually lost to a movie called Son of Saul, which I really want to watch. Tyler, um, every every movie has retroactively lost to Green Book, the yeah, greatest cred- movie ever We have made. all lost to Green Book. Yeah, cred- credibility and progress. No, uh, but, but, but Mustang is a, a Turkish film that was... Co- it was a co-production between Turkey and France, and I believe Germany as well. So France submitted it to the to the Academy, but it is a Turkish director and actors, and takes place in Turkey. It is the story of these five sisters who I believe I don't know if they're all blood sisters or adopted, but sure. they um, are seen. So they're vampires? No, <laughs> they are. They're, they're five, these five young women who are aging from maybe like ten to sixteen ish. Mm-hmm. And one day they're seen at the beach playing with boys, like playing chicken in the water, mm-hmm. uh, which is not as totally innocent and whatever. But they live in this very conservative mm-hmm, community, mm-hmm. and so their grand, their adoptive, I believe, grandmother and uncle basically lock them in the house, Good. like bars in the windows, the whole thing, and try to marry them off and everything. It's a very disturbing, essentially a prison film in a lot of ways, but is also about. Obviously, it's about, like, repression and these young women being, like, their sexualities are exploited and repressed and all these things. A lot of it is seen through the eyes of the youngest girl. I think her name is Lale. And I thought you were going to say her name was Solitaire. <laughs> it's a strangely, like, merciful movie for how bleak it is at times. Because even when really ex- gruesome things are happening... It, the, it, the movie isn't explicit. It happens off screen. Mm-hmm. You hear like a clink of a belt buckle or something, and then you realize, oh, that's what's going on. It's very upsetting, but it's never cruel. It's rated PG thirteen if that says <laughs> anything. So it manages to like. It's very deft in that way of like we're not going to shy away from what's happening, but we're also not going to like. We're, we're not going to shove this in your face so much that you can't get the impact of it. Mm-hmm. Where I think some movies that, in an attempt to be shocking or or, or the, the explicitness sometimes robs the thing of its yeah. meaning in a way. And obviously there's ways to do both both uh, directions. But it's a really beautifully made movie. It was a movie that I, I went into kind of curious about. It's like an hour and a half. It's a pretty pretty. It's not quick in terms of... It's not like a, it's like a comedy or an action movie mm-hmm. that's racing along, but it's it's very engrossing and very... The music is beautiful. The acting is universally pretty good. It's a lot of the the young women, a lot of their... It's their first movie. Um... And I just found it, like, very... It really stuck with me for a few days after I watched it. I watched a... The day before, I'd watched another movie that was, it was nominated with. It was a Danish film called A War that I thought was okay. It actually stars... I really um, wanted to go for the Green Book joke again. I know, right? <laughs> Danish movie called Green Book. <laughs> it actually stars uh, Euron Greyjoy from ah, Game of Thrones. Yeah, yeah. Pilu Asbeck. And uh, Tuva Novotny from Annihilation. And she's awesome in it. He's fine. But, like, <laughs> he's not bad. Uh, but I watched that, and then that and... and Mustang were nominated together. 
So Mustang uh, is on Netflix, I believe, when I watched it. But go check it out. It's a really interesting movie. It, it, it is not, like I said, it, it, it is not necessarily, it, it, I don't know. It's a coming-of-age story that is fairly dark. But by the end of the movie, the ending, it has a nice ending. And by the end of the movie, I was like, oh, that, that, that landed in a much more meaningful way than I thought it would without... Not not in the way that you watch Schindler's List or something, or even a movie called To the Bone that I watched recently that I, I was was very moved by. Um, but yeah, I thought it was was pretty cool. Like I was trying to think of a movie that was more relevant to, to Live and Let Die, but this is like <laughs> the clearest. Like this is may in the last few weeks, I think this has probably been the the most unique or certainly strongest experience I've had watching a movie. Um, so yeah, Mustang from Turkey. So now that uh, Britain. You've watched like a real art house movie <laughs> that's like actually like worthy of awards. Tyler and I are gonna go watch Dark Phoenix. <laughs> <laughs> We've got our tickets lined up. We're ready to go. I Which I believe is also up for best foreign film. If I think it will be probably. Uh, yeah. yeah, it's actually I believe it was a Bosnian uh, production. <laughs> What's gonna be fun is when you come out of that movie saying, "I guess I have to eat Dark Crow because I loved it." <laughs> I can't wait for this, until this like big changes. You know, much like the Dark Knight Rises, this Phoenix is my favorite movie now. No, no, no. She, it, it's, it's, it's been great because I've already, I've already, you know, I, I've already, I tied myself to this. Like I, I've already yeah, stated, like I'm, I'm, I'm going to see this movie regardless. So if it's great, that's that's all the better for me. Yeah, you spent your lucre. You're in. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I can't wait. I was going to go in there with his big old bucket of popcorn, his big soda. Just ready to take his headache. <laughs> <laughs> Taking headaches, the Alex story. <laughs> Honestly, that's really accurate. The other, the other, my, my title would be Misery Business, the Alex story. <laughs> but I think, I think <laughs> taking your headache is pretty good too. That's, oh, the, that's, uh, that's the subtitle for Dark Phoenix. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> X-Men colon Dark Phoenix semicolon The Lost World subset A The Lost that's, World that's my quote on the poster taking the headache <laughs> Alex you're going to sequels um Tyler you wanna you wanna send us off or whatever yeah you we're can. done <laughs> we might just be here eternally um and you know that's how that's how life is isn't it uh, you can find us online at herecomethesequels.blogspot.com. You can find us on Twitter at HCTSequels. Uh, you can find us on iTunes if you search Here Come the Sequels. Um, and I missed something. You can email us at herecomethesequels at gmail.com. That's the one. I found it. Good job. Thank you. All right, everybody. Next week, we're doing The Man with the Golden Gun. Uh, maybe Britain will have seen it by then? Possibly. 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 I really hope to have. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's just been fun trying to explain the plot. I'm not <laughs> sure Tyler and I would be able to keep that up for all of them. <laughs> we'll see. We'll play some jazz. <laughs> all right. So next week, Man with the Golden Gun, same time, same channel, whatever, artist objective. Nothing is real. Bye.